You're listening to What the History, a podcast where two nerds talk about some awesome, crazy, random stuff you probably don't remember learning about, but you're going to now. Hey, nerds, this is Sarah and Casey. We are here with our season finale, which is also part two of probably the best, stupidest decision we've made. Hands down. JFK's assassination. <laughs> so if you didn't listen to the first part, we talk about all the normal, like what happened, how it happened, why it might have happened type things. But this week we're going to talk about the fun shit, which is mostly conspiracy <laughs> theories. Yeah. And I have to be honest, I feel like I didn't even touch the surface of the conspiracy theories no, that are out so there. No, there's so much. It's extreme. I mean, it's cool, but it's so extreme. Yeah. It's intense. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to just jump right in because this is going to be a long ass fucking episode. Yeah. So buckle up. Also buckle up if you're driving. So just to kind of give, <laughs> just to kind of do a quick background overview of specifically JFK conspiracy theories, uh, this specific event is referred to as, quote, the mother of all conspiracy theories. So like, from what I understand, this is probably like one of the first places where we see like mass belief in mm-hmm. a conspiracy theory. Like, I don't know how many conspiracy theories existed before JFK's assassination, but this seems like literally the mother of all of them because it's so, so in-depth. As of right now, there are anywhere between 1,000 and 2,000 different books written about the assassination, and 95% of those books are, quote, pro-conspiracy and anti-Warren commission, quote. So there's a lot of people out there with a lot of feelings on this. Um, And basically, you can just break it down into two sides. There's the conspiracy theorists on one side and then the debunkers on the other side. And the result of this is pretty much this like bitter dispute between those who believe that the Warren Commission's conclusions were totally accurate and those who like either reject it or are totally critical of the official explanation of it. And then looking at public opinion polls, they've pretty much consistently shown that most Americans believe that there was absolutely some type of conspiracy involved in killing JFK. Good. But there's no like actual agreement in these polls as to who else may have been involved. Right. So basically people believe that they know it's not the full truth that likely Harvey Oswald killed Kennedy, but also they can't specifically pinpoint who did or who was actually involved. Um, in 2003, a Gallup poll referred or sorry, reported that 75% of Americans don't believe that Oswald acted totally alone. And later on that year, ABC did a poll which reported about 70% of respondents suspected there was more than one person involved in the assassination. Six years later, 76% of people polled by a CBS News report believed that JFK was killed as a result of a conspiracy. And in 2013, there was another Gallup poll that formed uh, which found that 61% of Americans believe that other people besides Oswald were involved, which was like the lowest number in 50 years. I would say with the things like Reddit and shit like that, there's probably an even higher percentage of people today. So yeah. we got some uh, we got some shit to talk about. Yes. <laughs> So I'm going to let Sarah start us off with some of the more formal investigations. So we'll look at like what the FBI did, what the Warren Commission was, stuff like that. And then we'll kind of get into some of the more uh, debatable sections. Yes. So I'm just (laughs) going to talk pretty briefly about the Dallas police investigation. Um, Obviously, the assassination of a president was not like 
actually investigated by the local police in Dallas. <laughs> it got handed over to the FBI and others pretty quickly, but the initial response is very heavily the Dallas police. So sort of once Lee Harvey Oswald was in custody, it was the Dallas police who held him and questioned him throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And they questioned him Obviously about the the Kennedy shooting that also involved Governor Connolly and a few others. They also questioned him a lot about the Officer Tippett shooting. Um, So last week we talked about a police officer who was shot during the kind of aftermath here. They're also obviously very concerned about that because he's part of their police department. Mm -hmm. Um, They had him in like the questioning interrogation room. For about 12 hours, but they weren't interrogating him for 12 hours straight. It was intermittent. Um, But the whole time he was being questioned, Lee Harvey Oswald denied everything. So he did not admit any involvement, any knowledge over the course of those 12 hours. Um, Let's see. The guy in charge of kind of this initial piece of the investigation was Captain Fritz. And he was over the (laughs) the homicide and robbery unit. And he kept really shitty notes, basically. So he, like, (laughs) jotted some stuff down, but not much. And Lee Harvey Oswald wasn't giving them anything, but he was not recording, you know, what questions were asked or anything like that. Right. Um, There's no videotapes, cassette tapes, anything like that that you would want. Basically, a few days later, he took his shitty notes and wrote up a summary of the interrogation. And that's all there really is to go on. Which, like, doesn't make a lot of sense to me because... This is a fucking president that was assassinated. Yeah, like, I get if it wasn't always protocol to, like, videotape then, but you'd think if you were ever going to record it. Yeah, even videotape, fine, but, like, cassette recordings absolutely were used in the 60s. So, like... Yeah, well, and also, even selfishly, like, I want a video or a tape recording of me interrogating the guy who killed the president. That's going to be, like, your career moment. Yeah, seriously. Even if the FBI is going to get, like, involved in shit or they are already involved, like, why wouldn't you want that for, I don't know, posterity? Yeah, well, that's the FBI and the Secret Service were present for some of the interrogation Mm -hmm. and they took their own notes. So, like, it's possible he was just like, eh, they've got it. But, yeah, why wouldn't you want your version of, (laughs) like, sorry, if I interrogated Lee Harvey Oswald, it would be the only thing I ever talked about. Oh, yeah. You'd like, be, like, pulling that out at, like, dinner parties. Like, yo, yeah. y'all want to see my For notes from when I life. investigated and yeah. interrogated the guy who killed the president? Like, For sure. It seems like not a weird flex. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think he was probably just like, well, the FBI and Secret Service are here. At this point, it's already clear, like, they're going to take it from here, you know? Mm-hmm. They just kind yeah. of have this facility and this main guy who are doing the questioning they do a couple of tests. The only real thing is um, tests to look for gun residue. Mm-hmm. So they test Lee Harvey Oswald's hands and his cheeks. Um, because I guess, you know, with certain types of guns, you would press it against your face. Yeah, like, I guess like a sniper kind of. Yeah. Um, and so they do find the gun residue on his hands, but not on his cheeks. But that's also not known to be super reliable. Um, and yeah. so it, it, that evidence isn't even admitted into later things like the Warren Commission that I'll talk about. Like he even but he had another gun. Like we don't know if it was the gun that killed Kennedy. Yeah, like there being gun residue doesn't definitively tie anything. Right. Um, And, you know, it could have gotten off his cheek multiple ways. So it doesn't seem like that's particularly powerful. But it is really the only test they did, like at the Dallas police station. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
And that's really the extent of like the Dallas police investigation is holding him, asking him some questions, and then everyone else takes it from there. Yeah. I mean, the FBI, I had to do like extra research into their investigation because it actually kind of coincides a lot with what you're going to talk about with the Warren Commission. So I tried to like find ways that it didn't fully overlap. But basically from what I could find was that like the FBI was the only federal agency to conduct a full on field investigation in the time period immediately following the assassination, which is obviously for people who just only like listen to true crime or whatever Mm -hmm. no like this is the most critical time period for any homicide investigation this is when the majority of the evidence is gathered and assembled and even after the immediate investigation the fbi continued to assume the majority share of the burden of the investigation because the warren commission didn't have its own staff and so it like relied upon the bureau uh who was responsible for the investigative quote-unquote raw product they called it Uh, including the evidence that was used by the commission to deliberate upon whether or not this was like a domestic conspiracy. Um, Because the FBI had a justifiable reputation as one of the most respected and professional criminal investigative agencies in the world, it was pretty obviously expected that the Kennedy assassination investigation would be conducted with like the highest level of integrity and thoroughness. Yeah. Which I thought was funny because there's actually a lot of fuck ups that kind of happened throughout. I mean... Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And as such, it resulted in, quote, the assignment of more bureau resources than for any other criminal case in its history, quote. Now, I think that's probably up until that point. I don't know. Like, I'm imagining with, like, 9-11 or Mm, the Boston bombings or something, there probably had to be some higher level. Yeah. Yeah, But then again, I mean... You have the creation of the Department of Homeland Security, which, like, didn't exist before 9-11, I don't True, think. so it might, like, shift the resources. Exactly, yeah. At least for things like the Boston bombings or other, like, terror attacks involving, like, Sandy Hook or the Pulse right. nightclub shooting. Like, you know, typical American right. people shit with mass shootings and stuff, um, which is so fucking sad, but... <laughs> it's fine. There were over, there were over 80 bureau personnel... That were sent to Dallas and over 25,000 interviews conducted and there were about 2,300 reports prepared consisting of a total of 25,400 pages. So there's a lot of evidence gathered and they really like collected and examined the physical evidence with a pretty impressive array of different scientific equipment and personnel and it was pretty rapidly compiled. Um, like You can tell I have like no sense of time because I'm always so impressed. I'm like, wow, they could test for gun residue. Like it was the 60s, not the 1700s. Right, right. We're like no sense of time before you're firing I was like one musket ball at a time. <laughs> like- <laughs> so anytime they have like any form of technology, I'm like, wow. Yeah. But then again, like it also is kind of like, I guess to me, again, because all I fucking listen to is like true crime, like the involvement of dna and things like to me that was such a critical part of just investigating crimes yeah it's it's crazy to think that like you could ever solve a crime without it you know yeah um so they were able to pretty much find trace elements of physical evidence on oswald like you said which kind of corroborates what the dallas police force was able to find they used a series of sophisticated techniques to um, identify Oswald's rifle early on as the murder weapon. Uh, they use different type of like spectrographic fingerprint textile and other analyses that was able to 
kind of caused the Bureau to assemble this huge mass of evidence against Oswald as the possible gunman. But again, to even when I was reading this, I was like, this just seems to happen so quickly. Like, I guess the only thing I can think of is that, like, people saw Oswald leave the Texas book like depository. And so, like, that's why he maybe flew up on their radar. But yeah, it's not like you have the same level of, like, tracking terrorist techniques like that you do today with, right. like, the Internet and phones and shit like that. Additionally, the FBI's ability to compile an abundance of different documentary evidence pertaining to Oswald's background and activities at the time of the assassination was highly commendable. So basically, like to simplify that, it was pretty it was a pretty big deal that the FBI was able to be like, oh, Oswald, he's also been reported traveling here and he is supposedly some type of like, you know, Soviet, not necessarily supporter, but like sympathizer or things like that. So the assassination investigation was divided between two different divisions of the FBI, the General Investigative Division and the Domestic Intelligence Division. The General Investigative Division's primary responsibility was to assemble the basic facts of the assassination through testing and analysis of the physical evidence. Basically, within the General Investigative Division, the probe of Jack Ruby was delegated to the Civil Rights Division with the theory that Ruby had violated Oswald's civil rights by killing him. Therefore, like, you know, if you kill someone, you take away their civil right to live. I also think it probably had something to do with, like, the idea of, like, a, a free trial kind of thing mm-hmm. or a fair trial. A free trial. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I was going so, with it. I'm like, uh-huh, a free yeah. trial. Here's a free trial of <laughs> going to jail. Let us know what you think. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like I've been That's listening to so many is, podcasts like, when you're that there it's like sentencing, you know? Like yeah, your time yeah. is your free trial. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. That's totally fair. And so in the investigation, the committee found that Ruby had some significant links to like mafia organized crime figures. And like the FBI knew this, but the Bureau was super delinquent in investigating the Ruby underworld connections. So there was definitely this element that we'll kind of talk about a little bit later of like Ruby knowing a lot of seedy people in this whole organized crime, like part of the state of the country um, and how the fact that the FBI overlooked that was kind of remiss of them in sort of like the overall cause or potential impact of the mafia on JFK's assassination. The committee also established that the Bureau's own organized crime and mafia specialists were not consulted or asked to participate in any significant degree. So I think the Warren committee is going to kind of come back and be like, mm-hmm. did y'all check with like the mafia people in the FBI? And actually the assistant director who's in charge of the organized crime division at the time told the committee, quote, they sure didn't come to me. We had no part in that that I can recall. Like, so it just seems very much like the FBI kind of left some stuff out. Um, the domestic intelligence division, which was like the other half of the FBI's investigation, was responsible for investigating Oswald's activities, associations, and motivations leading up to and like at the time of the assassination. And it was assigned to consider all different questions of like a possible foreign conspiracy. So these ideas of like foreign involvement, foreign conspiracy theories was already happening at the time that the investigation was taking place. And the assistant director who ran this phase of the investigation had been one of several FBI officials and agents who were disciplined by Hoover, 
following the assassination for what the inspection division determined to have been deficient performance in investigating Oswald prior to the assassination. So basically, like Hoover shit on him saying, you know, you should have been watching Oswald more carefully. You know, why weren't you more on top of this? There's also a lot of connections that were reported to have been between Oswald and Ruby with individuals that were active in Cuban revolutionary activities, uh, which is going to come up later on for some of that. And the really major part of this is that the committee found that neither the domestic intelligence division or FBI headquarters authorized an intelligence investigation into possible foreign complicity in the assassination. So there really was no actual legitimate investigation of foreign involvement done by the FBI, which is going to be a major source of conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. Because when I talk about the Warren Commission, the whole thing's like fake. They didn't even try. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually that's pretty much where I left off because most of the other stuff was Warren Commission stuff. And I was like, okay, like it there's so much overlap that I didn't want to like repeat the same findings of the committee that the FBI kind of reported to them. Yep. So on November 29th, so literally like within the week of this whole thing, President Johnson establishes the President's Commission on the Assassination of President Kennedy. <laughs> it's known unofficially as the Warren Commission. Um, so the name comes from the chair of the commission, who was Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, Earl Warren. Um, he was one of seven white dudes who made up this commission. LOL. I don't care who the others are. I got bored when I looked at their pictures. I just really want to point out how fucking succinct they are in naming these committees because all of mine have like 6,000 names as well. Yes. Um, So we're just going to go with the Warren Commission. Um, Not everyone on this commission wanted to be on the commission, nor did they (laughs) think it should exist. Like (laughs) LBJ was appointing people, but they were literally like, not only do I not want to do it, I don't think you should do it. Their reasoning was that they thought it would just cause more controversy instead of being, Mm. like, unifying at this time, Um, which is true, right? This is a lot of controversy, but it doesn't help that everyone, not everyone, but, like, half the people on it were like, I really don't want to be here. (laughs) Yeah, like, what a terrible fucking way to conduct a major investigation into the assassination of the president of the United States. Like, And again, uh... none of these people have, like, the narcissistic blood that i do where i'm like i want to be on the commission about the president (laughs) yeah like i'm i somehow wonder if i will ever get to be on a jury and if my i will not if my desire for like liking true crime and history will make it impossible for me to ever serve fairly that (laughs) will work for "Mm, me the fact that um (laughs) i would just like live tweet it like it's not gonna work for me i always think of 30 rock when what's her face shows up dressed like princess leia (laughs) and she like acts like she's crazy and they're like nope you still have to serve because they just need people on the jury (laughs) yeah yep (laughs) so they start meeting this warren commission in december of 1963 So again, like a week and a half later, Uh, one really common misconception that you'll see come up a lot is that the sessions were secret. They weren't secret. They were closed, which is technically different. Yeah. So in a secret session, the witnesses can like never speak about it. Right. They're like under full government NDA type thing. Mm -hmm. um, And their testimony is never released. 
Right. So that's not the case here. All the witnesses who appeared before the Warren Commission were free to repeat what they said to anyone they pleased. They could go on the news. They could tell their families whatever they wanted. And all of their testimony was published after the fact in 15 volumes put out like by the Warren Commission. So they were not secret. They were closed, which makes sense. You can't have people just like chilling there during this. But I can't also (laughs) fathom like having to be like, let's say they weren't allowed to talk to anybody about it. Like, holy shit. Like, I can't imagine not being able to like share information that like is so traumatizing (laughs) that like, yeah, you know, like witnesses and stuff. Like, I can't fathom having to like be fucking quiet about it. I'd be like, on my phone, my therapist, 30 seconds after it happens. So, but it's the 60s, so they yeah. don't have that luxury. True. Phones or therapy. Mm, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate like conclusion from the Warren Commission comes out in an 888-page report um, that is made public in September of the following year. So almost a whole year before it's all published mm. um, and kind of compiled and all that. The ultimate general conclusion is Lee Harvey Oswald killed kennedy he acted alone um he's also responsible for wounding Connolly, and also that jack ruby acted alone in killing oswald so this the ruby murder gets like lumped in with the kennedy murder basically Mm. and so that's kind of the general conclusion which is the basic understanding most people would have right right yeah He, he killed jfk alone this other guy got shot someone shot him some of the other findings are around specifically the location of the shots so where jfk was shot and this will come up in a lot of theories and a lot of the questions around where he was shot how many bullets were fired Mm. um what his ultimate cause of death was whether the same bullet that killed him is the one that shot Connolly. um so that's kind of we talked about last week like they think it oh, was, that it went like through that it him. went fully through jfk and mm-hmm. injured Connolly. right whether right. that's true ties into that and then the commission found that no evidence that either lee harvey oswald or jack ruby was part of a conspiracy so whether domestic or foreign to assassinate president kennedy which is another way of saying they acted alone right they weren't there on a government orders or an organization Mm. or anything like that they were just gunmen which again it just seems so fucking absurd like everything was just too neat too clean too like perfect for it to just be that way so i could see why people are like no i don't believe that right the other thing that the commission comes out and like blatantly states is they basically say the media is at fault for the fact that oswald died um that because they came you know they were like searching the book depository with the police Mm -hmm. um and publicizing it that that's how everyone knew where lee harvey oswald was giving jack ruby the chance to find him and shoot him which led to a lack of evidence right because they couldn't talk to lee harvey oswald they're never going to get answers to these questions yeah because it was only like three days after kennedy was dead yeah and he wasn't even admitting stuff that you know right um there was no trial all that so Almost the same angle where you said about Ruby, they were like, they took away the idea of a a trial. They also took that away for the defendant side of JFK, where like, you're never going to get answers out of the guy who killed him. Right. Whatever happened to Ruby? I don't know. I wonder like if he, I feel like I should have looked this up. I feel like I'm opening, I'm like, I don't know, someone shot him and then someone shot that person. That's what I mean. Like there's just (laughs) this like chain of. Oh, no, he died of a pulmonary embolism. Oh, yeah. That's right, because he died at the same hospital. I do remember seeing that. Right. He was diagnosed with cancer, died at the same hospital, but... So, like, 
boring but it was also not long after yeah like again he was only alive for a few years yeah see now i think he was killed oh for sure (laughs) we'll get to people being killed yes um but so that's kind of the like very basic outcome of the warren commission there's a ton of super boring stuff i could go into about the angle of the bullet and if it's here blah 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 but the warren commission is kind of the very generally accepted the easiest answer right Mm -hmm. and so that's why people question it a lot is it's this lbj commission that really quickly is like nope just like we thought it was this one guy who killed jfk and then this one guy killed that guy there's no foreign actors to worry about nothing Mm -hmm. crazy like wipe our hands of it oh well yeah um and so that's basically the warren commission all of the records associated were submitted to the National Archives in 1964, and there was an unpublished portion of those that was sealed for 75 years under a policy that applied to any um, investigations by the executive branch, right? And so that was a rule that had been put in place basically to protect innocent people who could be damaged because of being in the case. So they said, we don't release, you know, there's certain things redacted for 75 years. Right. Um, however, in 1966, they had also passed the Freedom of Information Act. Mm-hmm. So a few years later, some of that stuff gets opened up because of the Freedom of Information Act. They can't redact it anymore. Yeah. And then in 1992, there's a specific act called the JFK Records Act of 1992 <laughs> that is explicitly to release those records. And so it released a lot of those records. There's a few things still limited to the point there was, I kind of remember this, like at one point Trump delayed the release of some of the records. Yeah. Actually, that's so funny because he comes up, he comes up again with crazy fucking conspiracy theories. Yeah, same. Mm -hmm. I literally just wrote Trump killed JFK. (laughs) (laughs) um, Like, I don't know why he cares. I, I don't think he even knows what JFK stands for. But for some reason, he was like, I'm going to delay this. Um, So there are a handful of records that aren't released yet um, that will be over the next like 20 years. But for the most part, this is all publicly available information. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wrote at the end, I was like, so obviously lots of people think this commission sucked. But also that includes like LBJ, who later said it wasn't like as thorough as he wanted. Mm-hmm. and people who were on the commission yeah so uh, so it's like people of the time acknowledging that their work was trash and yeah. that's i feel like again just fuels this conspiracy theory of right. like it was not properly investigated everybody knew it and like nobody fucking did anything about it yeah and like lbj never came out and said anything but there's like transcripts of his personal phone records where he talks about like how people were so reluctant Mm -hmm. And that he didn't think he ultimately, you know, was like, well, that probably didn't help. Maybe they were right. But like, yeah, it's just it feels too neat and clean and like the very easy answer that was best for everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's the the Warren Commission that gets referenced a lot and kind of the biggest investigation into the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like the rest of this is a lot of like criticism of the investigations, um, believe it or not. So like the Rockefeller Commission was kind of established in 1975 under President Gerald Ford. And they called it the United States President's Commission on CIA Activities Within the United States, which was set up. I know (laughs) it was set up in order to investigate the activities of the CIA 
within the United States. Like, shocking. Mm-hmm. Once again, we have that, like, word-for-word title of, like, yeah. what it is. Um, and it was led by Vice President Nelson Rockefeller, and it's therefore sometimes referred to as the Rockefeller Commission. It's sad that I did not know a Rockefeller was a v- vice president until this moment in my life. No, because I also did not know that a Rockefeller was the vice president at any point until, I don't know, four hours ago when okay, I was looking cool. this specific thing up. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Why did I not know that? Um, and I'm assuming it's the same Rockefeller, right? I mean, there's not. Yeah, there's like only the one Rockefeller family, like right? Nelson Rockefeller, like the Rockefeller Rockefellers. Like, what be. other fucking Rockefellers are there? <laughs> also, how did we end up doing something that has so many difficult names? Not I, difficult, but just like complicated. Yeah, I mean, every time. So he was a Rockefeller, like I a real don't one. Actually, no. Yeah, third child of financier and philanthropist John Rockefeller Jr. Okay. Um. Yeah, so it's it's them. Who is... I can't remember. Are there Rockefellers left? Who's the guy... Oh, my God. Anderson Cooper. Who is he? What is oh, he? That He's a Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Yeah. Vanderbilt. My bad. Okay. Yeah. Um. So part of this Crazy Commission's work was actually really just looking at the CIA, but, like, at this time, they were kind of looking at Watergate shit, too. Mm-hmm. But it did go back to deal with the Kennedy assassination, specifically the head snap that was seen in the Zapruder film that you talked about last time, which had for the first time been shown to the general public in 1975. Um, And it kind of investigated the probability of E. Howard Hunt and Frank Sturgis. Frank Sturgis was um, one of the people involved in Watergate. And E. Howard Hunt was... I he's forgot. One, he's one of the big names when they say there was other gunmen. Like, he's yes. one of the first names that comes up. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this commission supposedly looked up what these two men's presence was in Dallas at the time of the assassination. That, But it, like, later comes to this conclusion that neither of them were present in Dallas at the time. But, again, I don't – I actually didn't realize – and I feel like we <laughs> – Maybe we fucked this one up. Maybe I'll do like a mini-sode in between seasons. But like (laughs) the CIA investigation is like pretty much the only one that like can't be debunked in the CIA's involvement in Kennedy's murder. So we kind of shit the bed on that one. But it is sort of like, you know, super complicated. So I feel like it needs its own thing. (laughs) Um, So then again in 1975, we see the formation of the Church Committee or rather the United States Senate Select Committee to study governmental operations operations with respect to intelligence activities it doesn't even like spell something fun right i like when they're long and then you look and it spells like squidward or something random (laughs) but it it doesn't so what's the point i I literally don't know why that's the word that popped into my head i love that so much i know this spells us yeah so it sounds no. like I just had some type of like fit on the air, <laughs> but we're fine. It's fine. So it was actually referred to as the church committee because it was led right. by Senator Frank Church. So I don't know why they don't just fucking call it that, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and their job was to investigate the illegal intelligence gathering by the CIA and the FBI after the Watergate incident. So it also investigated the CIA and FBI conduct relating to the JFK assassination. So, again, the CIA is coming into play here. And the report essentially concluded that the FBI and CIA's investigation was, quote, fundamentally deficient, quote, and critical facts that might have significantly affected the investigation into JFK's murder were never fully 
discovered, discussed, forwarded to the Warren Commission by either agency. And so the report also hinted that there had maybe been this possibility of like senior officials making deliberate and conscious decisions to not disclose important information. Like we have this stuff, but like we're not going to say anything to the Warren Commission. Um, So there is this this sense of like secrecy and what we're going to find to be like evidence suppression. So, yeah, that's the Church Rockefeller. Okay. And then I've got the Ramsey Clark panel, um, which is another like heavily referenced one. So this is Mm. 1968 and the Attorney General Ramsey Clark um, assembles. (laughs) Sorry. I just think like this is so much easier to name it that. I'm sorry. Yeah, you would think. (laughs) Um, He assembles a panel of four like high ranking medical experts to examine photographs, x-rays, documents, all that sort of thing from the crime and the, um, like the scene of the crime, the autopsies, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is where, you know, again, it gets very technical. The general conclusion is kind of what we said last episode. The panel decides that Kennedy is struck by two bullets. They're fired from one ab- from above and behind, right? So there's one that goes through his like throat and then the one in his head. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it destroyed the upper right side of his head. They also conclude that the the shot through the skull entered above this particular external occipital protuberance or whatever the fuck. But basically, <laughs> that particular piece of the finding is directly at odds with what the Warren Commission says. Um, so they both say he was shot in the back of the head by this second bullet. Mm. But there's something off about like where in his head exactly the shot happened Mm, Um, okay which would mean that the angle of the shot is different right exactly it starts to call into question where the shot came from the angle of the shot um the cause of death things like that Mm, so that's kind of the big thing with the ramsey clark panel is for the most part the story is you know the same um but this was a little bit more medically centered yeah um and so they find some slight differences based on that information. Right. Like, so as opposed to logistics or, mm-hmm. like, motivation, it was, right, like, physical evidence in that sense. Yeah. Exactly. Or, like, what, like, forensic evidence, I should yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. That makes sense. Yep. So that's Ramsey um, Clark. Yeah, so now we're moving into conspiracy theories. Yes. So so quick disclaimer <laughs> on all of this information mm-hmm. is basically it's split up into two different sections. So like I looked at allegations of evidence suppression, tampering and fabrication of evidence. Sarah looked at like witness suppression, what was the other witness stuff? Witness tampering, intimidation and foul play. Yes, yep, yep. And so there's going to be like kind of different sections that I'll go through. So they all still fall under the same idea of some type of suppression of evidence or like messing with the evidence, like the physical ev- evidence. And Sarah has a little bit more of like the people involved mm-hmm. in like who's questioned witnesses, stuff like that. Yeah. Also, the general conspiracy theory section. Basically, we're starting with the most legitimate versions and we're just going to devolve from there. Oh, that's the thank you for saying that. That's exactly what we're going <laughs> like to do. We both, like these two evidence suppression and witness suppression are like the realist things. Mm-hmm. And then there's kind of weird things that like could be true, but are a little wacky. And then there's just like the stupidest shit we found. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually funny because this is technically like when I was saying earlier that the FBI and the CIA did like a shit job with certain things. Like, this is the shit job. Like, this is the stuff that they missed that they neglected to include. Um, I didn't necessarily pick and choose, but I did have to at certain points decide what I wanted to talk about and what I didn't because it was so fucking detailed. So I'm going to kind of just jump right in. So basically... Those people who believe in a JFK assassination conspiracy also believe that evidence against Oswald was either planted, forged, or tampered with in some capacity, and the suppression of evidence category can be organized into a couple basic categories. You've got ignored testimony, withheld documents, and confiscated photographs and film. So in the ignored testimony section of this type of conspiracy theory, um, some assassination researchers like basically assert that witness statements indicate some type of conspiracy or that that indicated some type of conspiracy were totally ignored by the Warren mm-hmm. Commission. Like when there were multiple like legitimate witness accounts that were contradictory or indicated that there could have been some other higher involvement, they were just completely left out of pretty much the FBI reports and then therefore the Warren Commission reports. Yeah. Um, you have this guy named Josiah Thompson. Oh, that's the other disclaimer. There's a shit ton of names. I will probably only mention a couple of these yeah, names. Yeah, I like, skip once. a lot of names. I'm just like, and one dude said this because A, they're not real people for the most like, <laughs> like, I need you to have a really legitimate point for me to say your name. Yeah, I think honestly, almost 95% of the people that I'm about to mention in this section are all conspiracy theorists who make their entire lives about the JFK murder. Yeah. So, yeah. So you've got Josiah Thompson, which I wanted to include his name because I just love it. He was a retired PI and a writer. And he basically states in his theory that the commission ignored the testimony of seven different eyewitnesses who all said that they saw smoke in the vicinity of the grassy knoll at the time of the assassination, which I even brought up in the first uh, episode, the first Mm -hmm. part of this with people who were present saying yeah i saw smoke like as if from a gun yeah. um there was also an eighth witness nearby there who said he smelled gunpowder in that vicinity which was not close enough to be smelled from like the texas you know s- school book depository I almost said mm-hmm. suppository again good my god <laughs> uh you've got jim mars who's an infamous kennedy writer uh, talking about the idea that the commission didn't seek the testimony of eyewitnesses on the triple underpass and their statements pointed to a shooter on the grassy knoll, which again, I already mentioned in the first part of the series um, in saying the that grassy like, is like a big deal. The grassy knoll is a huge fucking deal. That's actually how um, one of my, my coworkers, Ashley, she, she's like, Oh my God, I think I know what this is because of the grassy knoll. And yes. I was like, damn, I didn't realize like how, Many people just know about the grassy knoll. So shout out to Ashley for guessing our teaser Tuesday last week. I think my drag name should be the gassy knoll. Oh, my God. Right. You have to do that. I do. You can't not now. Of all the other drag names we have come up with. That's In the 40 episodes. I think that's your best one. I agree. (laughs) Now on stage, the gassy knoll. (laughs) Oh, my God. Right. It's great. It's fantastic. Um, so that's like in terms of oh wait, bad news. Apparently on the Simpsons, the gas station is named the Gassy Knoll. No. Really? So, yeah. I just Googled it and Simpsons. That with- has to be a fucking JFK assassination reference. Oh yeah, for sure. 
Right? It's The Simpsons. Like, it has to yeah, be. Yeah, I'm 100% sure it is. <laughs> um, okay, so that's ignored testimony. Confiscated film and photographs. Um, this comes from when other research researchers reported that, that witnesses who were present and who were, like, you know, taking video and pictures of the president being there, obviously not knowing it would turn into evidence of the assassination, um, report that all of their cameras and equipment were confiscated by the police and other authorities. Again, we have got Jim Mars uh, and this documentary producer named Nigel Turner, who both present the account of this man named Gordon Arnold, who said that his film of the motorcade was taken by two policemen shortly after the assassination. Um, and I don't think he ever saw that film again. Uh, another witness identified as Beverly Oliver came forward in 1970. And she said that she was the babushka lady, which I thought was a really fun name to be. Uh, maybe that will be my my drag name is yeah. the babushka lady, lady. And you can actually see her in the Zapruder film filming the motorcade. So she actually had just as good of an angle Right. I think. But she said that after the assassination, she was contacted at work by two men who she thought, quote, were either FBI or Secret Service agents, quote. And according to her, the men told her that they wanted to develop her film and return it to her within 10 days. But they never did so. Girl, don't do it. No. But like, I guess if it's like an official investigation, then what? You're withholding evidence? Like, I don't know. Did these people have a warrant? <laughs> probably fucking not because they just did whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah. Because she was a woman in the 1960s who... Exactly whatever who who was a babushka exactly um so a lot of people their film was taken their photographs were taken they never got to see those pictures or whatever developed which is like interesting to me because i think about how you said that the zapruder film was the only thing that ever caught it and i just find that so weird now like now that i'm really thinking about it it seems yeah, it seems almost ridiculous to say that, like, the president of the United States was in fucking Dallas and only one person was like, let me just randomly roll film. True. I guess, so, again, I don't know what year it is ever. So I'm like, yeah, he was the only one with a camera. Right. <laughs> I'm sure that there it wasn't, like, commonplace for everybody to have cameras, but there had to be some element of, like, like people took videos. Yeah. So, you know, they just waited for big things, like the president right. or, like weddings or like your baby taking their first steps yeah yeah so um the next section is like withheld documents so richard byer and others have complained that many documents pertaining to the assassination have been repeatedly withheld over the years including documents from investigations by the warren commission the house select committee the church committee all of the fucking committees um these documents individually included the president's autopsy reports, some of which are not going to be released until like 2029. So like you said, yeah. um, although that's only eight years away, which makes me want to fucking die. Yeah. Because I read that earlier and I was like, geez, that's so long. <laughs> and not. then I realized what year it is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just now decade. in this moment. Oh, fuck me. Okay. Oh, I'm so old. Um, <laughs> tomorrow I hit my last month of being in my 20s so i'm having a lot of feelings my back already hurts i mean Um, my back's hurt for a long time so (laughs) although to be fair you're sustaining a human life so like your back's a lot okay long before that i was like dude listen unrelated it's like you have literally a human growing inside of your body it's allowed to hurt 
many documents were released during the mid to late 90s, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the material has a lot of like redacted sections to it, which I always felt to be so fucking pointless. Like, yeah, I'd almost rather you not release this shit. Right. Because, like, don't tease me. Right. It's like, and today they, after the yeah. said by, and you're like, what am oh, I supposed fuck. to do with that? Right. Nothing. I can't get any information out of it. Um, Let's see. There's also the belief that there's this existence of secret documents related to the assassination um, because of this like long period of secrecy that there could be some type of cover up. Um, One historian notes that, quote, there exists widespread suspicion about the government's disposition of the Kennedy assassination records stemming from the beliefs that federal officials, one, have not made available all government assassination records, even the Warren Commission, Church Committee, House House Assassination Committee, etc., and two, have heavily redacted the records released under FOIA in order to cover up sinister conspiracies. FOIA? FOIA? Yeah. Yeah. I've never... Oh, I've never like I just I don't know I've always heard it called FOIA see I I actually never say these things so like in my head I also feel like I've heard it only on like weird true crime podcasts yeah yeah I think I the only things I've ever heard are like FDA like shit like that I always say the letters of the abbreviation yeah no that's fair it just took me FOIA 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 yeah yeah Yeah. so we're good we're good oh boy I'm FOIA it. Okay. So tampering with evidence. Uh, Some researchers have alleged that different various items of physical evidence have been tampered with, including this, quote, single bullet, which is also known as the magic bullet by some critics. Well, I read, I think it comes up in one of mine, like they took the windshield out of the car, like right away. Yes. Why? No, exactly. That literally was I, that was oh, like the next thing. No, no, it's fine. It just was like the various bullet cartridges and fragments, the presidential limousine's windshield, the yeah. paper bag in which the Warren Commission said Oswald hid the rifle. All of these things are either gone or were mis- improperly handled or some shit. Right. Photographs. Um, in some cases, there is like evidence that they have been tampered with. So. One of the main pieces of evidence against Oswald was the photographs of him holding the Carcano rifle in his backyard, which was the weapon that was identified by the Warren Commission as the assassination weapon. The House Select Committee on Assassinations concluded that the Oswald photos are totally genuine, and Oswald's wife, Marina, said that she had taken the pictures herself. Um, In 2009, the journal Perception published the findings of a man named Hani Farid, Hani Farid, I think I said that really improperly. I'm very sorry, Farid, uh, who is a professor uh, in the Department of Computer Science at Dartmouth. Oh, so this guy's a fucking genius. I just totally destroyed his name. I'm super sorry. I know you're probably listening to this. Yeah, I'm sure Um, you're here. Hello. (laughs) And he used 3D modeling software to analyze one of the photographs. And he basically demonstrated that um, the photographs were totally legit. There was no evidence of tampering. Okay. but then there's other people who are like, no, these are fucking fake. Right. And it's all based on like lighting and how a single light source creates like incompatible shadows and like just a, honestly like science shit that I just don't fucking get. Yeah, no. um, in 1979, the same guy that I said thinks that the photos are fake named Robert Grodin said that four autopsy photographs showing the back of Kennedy's head were forged to hide a wound fired from a second gunman. And according to him, a photograph of a cadaver's head was inserted over another, depicting a large exit wound in the back of the president's head. 
um, and the chief counsel of the HSCA, that committee, um, basically stated that the suggestion that the committee would participate in a cover-up is absurd and that Grodin was, quote, not competent to make a judgment on whether a photograph has been altered. Well, the second part's probably true. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm kind of envisioning the guy from that, like, Aliens in history show with like the crazy hair yeah, basically just, like showing up like these photos are doctored um kennedy's body is reportedly believed to have been tampered with um there's this belief in this book called best evidence that his body had been moved between the dallas hospital and the bethesda bethesda i think bethesda autopsy site in order to provide false results about the number and direction of the shootings uh, there's also some other stuff about the guns and bullets, but like TBH, I didn't fucking care about it. Yeah, uh, and I was already on page, let's say seven of notes. <laughs> so I had to, at some point cut that off. Yeah. I tried to just get like, what is the point you're trying to tell me? Like, okay. You're trying to right. tell me the yeah. shot was four inches above where you think it was like, okay. Correct. Yes. Yep. So for, <laughs> so like, what is it? TLDR. Yep. Uh, People tampered with evidence. They ignored legitimate witness statements that were the same. And it seems like some photographs were um, taken away and never properly viewed by the people who would have maybe had a better eyewitness account of it. Yep. Okay. So now I'm going to talk about witness tampering. Uh, can I just say I'm so fucking excited for this? this like. Part- I, I took a journey here because I started out, like, we talked about where I'm like, I'm not citing all these people. I'm lazy. They're weird. Yeah. And by the end of this, I'm like, mm, they're all right. Just, like, scanning this, this gave me some serious MK yes. Ultra vibes. And yes. I was, like, fucking stoked. I was For like, sure. yes, everybody's dead. Like, yes. So like, I'm very excited. <laughs> basically, the idea is, like, a lot of people who had witness testimony, some of them were ignored, like you said. Mm-hmm. But also a lot of them claim to have either been, like, intimidated by people on the Warren Commission, right, like, coerced out of testifying, mm-hmm. or um, a lot of people connected died. So there's yes. one woman seen on the Zapruder film. It's not the Babushka woman. I think she was, like, Umbrella Woman or something. Oh, I've heard of Umbrella Woman. Yeah. yeah. But a different woman, Um, she's come forward and said a bunch that, The commission tried to humiliate her and discredit her basically until she changed her story. So kind of Mm -hmm. like the police interrogation tactics you hear similar to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And she said that during the process, like the Secret Service and the FBI were harassing her and abusing her. She was receiving anonymous death threats like she claimed for the rest of her life that she had something to say. And they were like, no, you're not going to say that. Yikes. Um, I hate that. But I love that. And similar, a lot of other witnesses told different authors, right, they were cut short or they were stifled. If their evidence didn't point directly to Oswald and only Oswald, they would be, like, taken off the stand, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a man named Warren Reynolds. And so he he said that he saw Tippett, that officer, get shot by somebody who was definitely not Oswald. Two days after he told the FBI that, in January of 1964... So a couple months later, he talks to the FBI. He's like, hey, I saw this. It wasn't him. Two days later, he gets shot in the head. Oh, my God. Um, He actually ends up surviving. Oh, shit. And That's even it, cooler. And then in February, someone kidnapped his daughter. <gasps> so, he's, oh, yeah, he's kind no. of like our first like, mm, interesting that you've been involved in this. And um, there's a lot of people that die. So there are 10 particular cases. 
cited in the next three years right holy so, shit um and so i didn't write down all their names and their whole things i kind of have a a quick recap of who these 10 people were um so there are two reporters who the night of the original shooting um were in jack ruby's apartment right what oh they- like after ruby killed them i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> after ruby killed oswald yes okay they right. weren't just like in ruby's apartment the night that no was his face was dead okay no, they were like two reporters so they went to ruby's apartment Got um it. one was killed by an a home intruder who karate chopped him in the neck what and the other was at the police station giving like evidence or whatever and a weapon misfired on accident and shot him and he died okay so the misfiring you know apparently that's a whole fucking thing but karate chopped in the fucking throat yes by like like a random home intruder oh right because like any random home intruder could probably do that wow that's crazy yeah, it was like I think oh my god, like I love that so much. Or something. Okay, he's like, oops, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm actually a fucking CIA operative because my karate chops can kill people. I'm not just a rando with a strong yep. karate chop. Yep. So they sorry, died, <laughs> and then <laughs> I just like flailed my arms around the no, whole room. It's great. <laughs> uh, so then the taxi driver who drove the taxi Oswald took away from the scene initially. He died in a car crash. Um, the the woman who owned Oswald's apartment, his landlady, died of a heart attack. An autopsy was never performed, but it's listed mm. as a heart attack. Oh my god! Jack Ruby's lawyer started behaving strangely and like lost his mental facilities really quickly, and then died of a heart attack. Where again, no autopsy was ever performed. What? Um. A witness, so someone who had come forward with testimony, died in a car crash. Two women Uh. who danced at the club. uh, So Jack Ruby was like a nightclub owner. Uh Two women who danced there. One jumped off a building and the other was randomly shot in the head. What the fuck? And then there's a guy. So his brother was a witness to the Tippett murder. He was the random sole victim of a bar shooting. So they were like, someone started firing in the bar, but the only person shot was him i just don't understand like okay i've never had to like cover up a major assassination but like don't you think uh-huh and someone email me if i'm wrong here <laughs> if you've ever don't covered you up think, if you've ever covered up an assassination of a president please yes. email us at wthstreetpodcast.gmail.com but like don't you think that they should make it just like a little less fucking obvious i would think and then i mean those are like the main 10 where it was in the next three years these 10 people died there's like paragraphs and paragraphs of all these people like this person talked to ruby and then randomly died right like this person knew him and died under suspicious circumstances like these are not the only people there's a book that goes into i think it said like 50 people who were linked enough that that's potentially like related to their death right and then they're like not doing autopsies on people and stuff um so yeah basically the theory here is they just killed anyone with information dude i love this theory so much Uh, right like or what there was one i liked that's not the right word 
but you know like a doctor <laughs> who had been there um and said that i knew from ruby's underworld like you mentioned right like mm-hmm. oh i have connections and was like found dead by a highway run over by a car like okay you're not even trying who does this the cia right not the fbi it would be the cia the cia yeah okay and so the house select committee on assassinations actually investigated this allegation so the allegation was quote that a statistically improbable number of individuals with some direct or peripheral association with the kennedy assassination died as a result of that assassination thereby raising the specter of conspiracy so like they actually addressed this during their one committee to be like okay let's see but the final conclusion was that the available evidence does not establish anything about the nature of these deaths which indicates they're related in any way basically so they addressed it but debunked it so they're like we know this is sus but yeah just like just a coinky dink yeah so yeah that is the the main witness tampering like when they say witness tampering they mean killing them um is most of it so yeah that's what i got yeah cool so um, this next thing i have is fucking intense yes i'm so so excited for this one and there's got to be, like, reading through this, there is definitely an element of, like, yeah, I could kind of see this. Mm-hmm. Um, So y'all are going to have to bear with me because it's, it's fucking heavy. Like, there's a lot of shit. There's a lot of names. But then the names matter because it's, like, different mob bosses and shit. So this is the organized crime conspiracy of the Kennedy assassination. So... The Warren Commission, like you've said a bazillion times, that I will say a bazillion and one more times, is that, you know, the Warren Commission didn't find any evidence linking Ruby's assassination of Lee Harvey Oswald to any larger conspiracy to assassinate JFK in 1964 when they kind of did their whole final investigation stuff. Um, sure, Jan. They, <laughs> they pretty much were like, Ruby's, you know, Ruby, Ruby killing Oswald had nothing to do with his assassination other than Ruby was upset that he had assassinated the president. Right. Um, the commission came to the conclusion that Lee Harvey Oswald was the lone person, like you said, based on, quote, its evaluation of the record. The commission believes that the evidence does not establish a significant link between Ruby and organized crime, which is fucking ridiculous. Uh, both state and federal officials have indicated that Ruby was not affiliated with organized criminal activity, quote, but we know that's not actually fucking true. Right. Even if this wasn't, he was. Correct. Right. So even if whatever, like there is clear indication that Ruby was 100% linked to members of organized crime rings. Right. So in 1979, the House Select Committee on Assassinations wrote, quote, the committee believes on the basis of the evidence available to it that the National Syndicate of Organized Crime as a group was not involved in the assassination of President Kennedy, but that the evidence that the available evidence does not preclude the possibility that individual members may have been involved, quote. So they're like, this was not a mob thing. But the However, person could have been. Correct. And it okay. could be like. If there were other people who acted with Oswald, maybe they were a part of the mob. Right. However, it wasn't the mob's orders that killed him. Yeah, that makes basically. sense. 
Yeah. So Robert Blakey was the House Senate Committee on Assassinations chief counsel. He later concludes in his book called The Plot to Kill the President that the New Orleans mafia boss, Carlos Marcello, Marceo, I'm going to say Marceo, um, was likely a part of a mafia conspiracy behind the assassination and that the mafia had the means and opportunity to carry it out. In a 1993 Washington Post article, Blakey adds later, quote, it is difficult to dispute the underworld pedigree of Jack Ruby, though the Warren Commission did it in 1964. Author Gerald Posner sim- similarly ignores Ruby's ties to Joseph Civeo, the organized crime boss in Dallas. His relationship with Joseph Campisi, the number two man in the mob in Dallas, is even more difficult to ignore. In fact, Campisi and Ruby were close friends. They had dinner together at Campisi's restaurant, the Egyptian Lounge, on the night before the assassination. After Ruby was jailed for killing Oswald, Campisi regularly visited him. The select committee thought Campisi's connection to Marseille was telling. He told us, for example, that every year at Christmas, he sent 260 pounds of Italian sausage to Marseille, a sort of mafia tribute. We also learned that he called New Orleans up to 20 times a day, quote. So, like, there's a stupid amount of evidence that Ruby... He knows these people... And knows and them like well. In their, yeah, he's like in their inner circle. Correct. Maybe he's not like part of it, but like he is yeah. adjacent to it. Right. So government documents have revealed that some members of the mafia worked with the CIA on assassination attempts specifically against Cuban leader Fidel Castro. And the reason for this is because the CIA was super desperate to eliminate Castro because right. he was a huge fucking threat. And Castro was a threat to the mafia, who had a lot of lucrative business investments in Cuban casinos, which made them worried about Castro as well. So it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And so basically Mm -hmm. the CIA teamed up with like mafia bosses to basically be like, let's try to kill Castro. Where's that movie? I was just thinking that because I what is this reminding me of kind of like Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Um. With, like, trying to kill, like, Hitler or Nazis, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the summer... For a movie. Yeah. For, <laughs> for a movie. For to my watch, real life. To watch in a film. Right. <laughs> so in the summer of 1960, the CIA recruited an ex-FBI agent named Robert Mahu? Robert. Yep, Robert, Robert M. Bobby to approach a man named Johnny Roselli, who was the West Coast representative of the Chicago mob. And when <laughs> Robert contacted, right, right, like, okay, like, like, how do you? Whatever. It's just so funny to think that, like, oh, dude, I feel like I'm laughing at people in the mob now. I'm sorry, I don't mean it. I mean, but it just is like, it's just, how, do you get like transferred? Right. Also, like, like, isn't there a West Coast mob? Like, why do you gotta... Unclear. Right. So, I thought mobs were rivals. I don't really... Maybe we should have done a history of the mob, because I don't fucking get it, I guess. Just one mob? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So, Robert M. contacts Roselli. So, Robert contacts Johnny, all right? Mm -hmm. And he hides the fact that he was sent by the CIA, and he instead portrays himself as this, like, advocate for international cooperation and he basically offers johnny one hundred fifty thousand dollars to have castro killed but johnny's like now nah, we ain't in that game and i imagine that's exactly what he said like now nah, we ain't in that game yeah that's precisely just like that 
so then Johnny introduces uh, Robert to two men he refers to as Sam Gold and Joe. Okay. Sam Gold. <laughs> like what? Two very different names. Yeah. So Sam Gold <laughs> was Sam Giancana and Joe was Santo Traficante Jr., the Tampa, Florida boss and one of the most powerful mobsters in like pre-revolution Cuba. Okay. So basically to make a, a long chart. Yeah, it's fucking nuts, dude. I was like, who are these people? Like, am I even saying their names right? I know I'm not. But so basically, like, there is this first component of, like, the CIA recruited FBI agent, former FBI agent that, like, is full on on board with, like, working with mob bosses in Killing Castro. Okay. In a different memoir totally unrelated one of the sons of the new york mafia boss joseph bonanno disclosed that several mafia families had long-standing ties with the anti-castro cubans through havana casinos which were operated by the mafia before the cuban revolution and everything shut down from cuba okay. so a lot of cuban exiles so basically all of this to say that there is like a substantial amount of evidence that the mob bosses throughout the country did not like Castro being in power. And so um, many Cuban exiles and mafia bosses disliked Kennedy because they blamed him for the failed Bay of Pigs invasion, which is going to just make it a lot harder for the United States to have control over the situation with Castro. And they really hated his brother, who was like conducting repeated legal assaults on organized crime. And so this like specifically provoked the mafia families to like work against JFK, even though they had supposedly worked with JFK's father to get him elected in the first place. Okay. So kind of like your brother's coming after us for no fucking reason. Right. After we helped. Yes. And after we helped you get into power as Mm -hmm. the president. Um, So both the mafia and anti-Castro Cubans were experts in assassination And the Cubans had been specifically trained by the CIA. So, like, they knew how to expertly assassinate. And so that kind of combines with the CIA's possible involvement, as well as this guy, Bonanno, who was the son of the mafia boss in New York, who reported that he recognized the high degree of involvement of other mafia families, specifically when Jack Ruby killed Oswald. So, like... He basically was like, this is how we do shit in our world. Because I feel like I get where they're, okay, the mafia people would want to kill Kennedy. I don't understand why they would care about having Ruby kill Oswald. I think um, I think it's kind of like a cover your tracks because there is also this like, this kind of does touch into like the whole possibility that the CIA was involved. So from what okay. I was understanding, Oswald had met with people in i think it was like mexico city or some shit okay so they might have been involved with the oswald part two and then not wanted him to talk yes exactly and because ruby was like adjacent like he could be traced back to the mafia but they couldn't actually ever connect him right he was like like, a good person exactly yeah i just think it's weird how obvious they made oswald's death but that's i could fucking i i'm already lost so let me just keep going um, so some conspiracy researchers have alleged a plot involving elements of the mafia, the CIA, and anti-Castro Cubans all together in the same plot. And 
this is actually one of the most common beliefs or assumptions of the assassination conspiracy theory argument. Like that there is this combo of like people who hated Castro, the CIA who wanted Castro dead and the mafia who didn't like Castro being in power, all sort of like helping each other out, scratching each other's backs in assassinating yeah that's nice which just is like so absurd i love Um, teamwork right it's like that's exactly what it is it's teamwork makes the dream work and the dream work is to kill the president of the united states Uh in 1963 um so like one author says that Quote, sometimes people sort of glaze over the notion that the mafia and the U.S. intelligence and the anti-Castro activists were involved together in the assassination of President Kennedy. In fact, there's no contradiction there. Those three groups were all in bed together at the time and had been for several years in the fight to topple Fidel Castro. Um, Another news reporter goes on to write, quote, based on the evidence, it is likely that JFK was killed by a coalition of anti-Castro Cubans, the mob and elements of the CIA. Um, Again, another author, this... Oh, actually, this was the former Minnesota Minnesota governor, Good. Jesse Ventura, who concludes in his book, They Killed Our President, oh. quote, John F. Kennedy was murdered by a conspiracy involving disgruntled CIA agents, anti-Castro Cubans, and members of the mafia, all of whom were extremely angry at what they viewed as Kennedy's appeasement policies toward communist Cuba and the Soviet Union. Okay um let's see i would see. love to know if he wrote that before or after being elected governor but um, i don't know i don't know i think we Jesse need to find out ventura former governor of minnesota yeah Hello. oh oh he looks like you would think he. oh i don't like that oh i want to look right now he, well he endorsed the green party in 2020 oh no okay so well i mean going. So I mean, there there's worse parties. To so he was the governor. In oh, the he's born 90s. on my sister's birthday. He was the governor <laughs> in the late 90s. Let's see when he wrote this book. What was it? They killed our president. Yeah. They killed our president. 2013. Okay. He seems so to. I he... feel like he's gone um, downhill. Okay. Because I'm looking. So a list of his books just real quick. So his oh, most recent is called Marijuana Manifesto. I can get on board with that. Yes. Um, he wrote If it's what I think it is. <laughs> right. They killed our president. He wrote one called Demo Crips and Rebloodlikens. Like the bloods and the crips, but Democrats and Republicans. Wow. Um, 63 documents the government doesn't want you to read. Yeah. He was in movies, too. Yeah, lot lots to unpack here. Dude, he was in Batman and Robin in 1997. He was, was an Arkham Asylum guard. And he was in The Master of Disguise. What is Do you remember that movie? Kind of. With Dana Carvey? Vaguely, yeah. Oh my god, what the fuck is going on? Okay. Wow, okay. what a rabbit hole. Thank yeah. you for taking me down that that Thank even just you. briefly. Whoa, okay. So, um there's a lot of stuff speculating that because there was such an uh, anger and resentment towards Robert F. Kennedy that like JFK kind of paid the price for it. There was one guy named Marcello, Marcello, whatever, that same guy. It's the same mm-hmm. fucking guy. Him. Um, he later, apparently his like former cellmate who was an FBI informant says that Marce- Marceo confessed to having helped organize Kennedy's assassination. 
the History Channel has a program called The Men Who Killed Kennedy, um, in which they present additional claims of organized crime involvement. So in one case, they say that a Corsican mafia member named Christian David Mm -hmm. was interviewed in prison, and he said that he was offered the assassination contract on Kennedy, but he didn't accept it, and then later stated that he did know who did accept it, but you couldn't actually, like, provide the name of all of the shooters. Um, So one of the shooters was Lucian Sarti, he said, that, like, I don't know why he said that one. Oh, I think because Sarti was dead, but the other two shooters were alive. So, like, you can't rat out people who are uh, alive. dead. Alive. Yes. Right. Um, and then when asked what the shooters were wearing, the guy, Christian David, noted that their modus operandi was to dress in costumes, like u- official uniforms, so that they blended oh. in. And so a lot of what his testimony said was actually confirmed by another member of the Corsican mafia named Michelle Nicole who was part of the DEA witness protection program and was like, yeah, that's how they operate. Interesting. So, I mean, it's interesting because, like, it isn't just, like, organized crime, but there is that element of, like, a combination of kind of what I'm going to talk about after your next one, which is, like, the Cuban government yeah. and also the CIA. So it's, like, a weird mixture of of several ones. Okay. I like it. I like it. So, and this probably goes into some of it too, right? Because my next one is multiple gunmen. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a lot of questions around could one person have fired the shots? Right. Um, and so the Warren Commission, again, formally said three shots were fired, that it was over the course of somewhere between 4.8 and 7 seconds that those three shots were fired. But um, assassination experts, which sounds like a very cool job, um have disagreed with that in the past and have also said that they don't know they don't believe that a rifle operated by a single person could even shoot three bullets that fast i totally agree because i don't think that it was the same level of like an automatic weapon that you find today no you have to like do something i don't know yeah (laughs) there's like bullets i think yeah i think (laughs) Um, there are like later investigations that like formal investigations that say it may have been four shots. And really the only reason the question of three or four starts to matter is the question of if Connolly and JFK were shot with the same bullet or not. Mm-hmm. Right. That like magic bullet, single bullet theory. Um, the Warren commission also says all of the shots came from the sixth floor window of the book depository. Um, that's like their point of origin. Um, you know, someone, some critic says there had to be at least 24 firing points. That seems a little excessive. Yeah. It's probably somewhere between one and 24. Um, <laughs> but when people, when people list other ones, the grassy knoll is always one of the ones listed. Um, more commonly they'll list three locations, right? So the grassy knoll, the book depository and somewhere else that tends to vary by theory. Um. That obviously also poses there are more than three bullets, right? Mm -hmm. The idea behind it is that the shots were coming from different places and there are more than that. Um, We kind of talked about this last time, but witnesses at the scene, like about half of them say it came from the book depository only, half say it came from the grassy knoll only, some small portions say both. People are kind of reporting on it and I don't think they're 
listening for where a bullet came from is super reliable. Yeah, it's- and it's funny because we talked to about how many shots people heard. Remember there was like a right. debate on how many people heard how many shots exactly so there's a few people that do specifically come out and without being prompted say there were i saw two gunmen but for the most part i feel like people are trying to have information and fill in like oh it sounded like it came from here oh it sounded you know um so there's not really good consensus there Mm -hmm. yeah i also talked about there's that one guy who was hit with a bullet fragment um and he just had like superficial wounds to the face Yes. But they did some analysis of where he was and whether whether he would have been more likely to shot be shot from another location if that was the case. And I couldn't really find anything definitive, but that's one of the things they kind of try and use to prove this. Um let's see. They also say the whole the windshield being removed um before the rest of the car was preserved, so there's no way to really know if a bullet came in from the front. Right, because some people say there was a bullet hole in the windshield, but like, how the fuck would you know that? Then, but then also, like, my thought is where he was, he wasn't sitting in the front, like, he was sitting in the back. So, like, the windshield. I mean, yeah, I guess it, I mean, if it went straight to the back, you know? Right, but was he shot in the back of the head or the well, side, right? That's, well, oh, that's the big thing, right? Yeah. So, so I every, solved it, everyone. <laughs> every official thing is the shots both came from the back, but I'll get into some of the, the autopsy stuff. Okay, okay. Um, there is someone who claims he was the person who was ordered to destroy the windshield, but, like, he didn't have any credentials. <laughs> um, they, Could you imagine? Dude, just shut up. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, never mind. <laughs> um, they also do a bunch of acoustical analysis, which I got bored about, and so I didn't write anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, <laughs> like where the sounds would have come from, if you could shoot a gun and it sounds like it comes from somewhere different than it did based on your location and the echoes, that mm. sort of thing. Science. Yeah. Now, one of the big things with this is that some people say that the the movement in the video that you can see is JFK, JFK's head moved like forward and then backward. Right. Both directions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Which would indicate two bullets, one from the front and one from the back, when we're talking about the shot in the head. But there was only one hole, and so I'm like, you would have to be a very good shooter to match it up. So it only looked like one hole if you shot from both sides. But that's kind of the, like, crux of this, right? Is yeah, people saying that. And that's where you get into, um, like, was the autopsy fake? Um, A lot of the medical staff at Parkland, the hospital he was taken to, in talking about it, described that the back of his head was entirely, quote, blown out. Mm. Kind of over time, it's been thought that that's slightly exaggerated, even Mm -hmm. by all the official reports, right? Like, okay, they're talking and obviously you're going to be like, his head was blown out, whatever. Right. Um, But if you want to make the counter argument, that type of injury where it's not like a single hole where it actually kind of shattered the skull and stuff could suggest an exit wound. Okay. Which would mean the bullet came from the front. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to believe that, um, and again, this gets really into like the single bullet theory, because for that to be true, it had to have exited the front to get to Connolly. Right. That's that like magic bullet. Thing. Yeah. That it's the yeah. same bullet that 
injures them both. Right. Um, what a weird thing to call it, too. I know. Um, and so the autopsy is fake people literally are like, no, they replaced his brain with a different brain. Oh, I think that kind of, oh, that's so funny because I think that kind of comes up in one of mine, too. Yeah, I think it's one of yours I, like, didn't get into. But the one part that I'm like, okay, fair enough is, remember I said that Jackie Kennedy insisted on him being autopsied at a naval hospital because he Mm -hmm. was a Navy officer. And so that was, like, the right thing to her. Mm -hmm. Technically speaking, the president at the time, who's LBJ is in charge of a naval hospital, right? Like, if you're the commander-in-chief, anything military goes up to you. Oh. So, in theory, everyone at a naval hospital has to do what you say. Right, right. Um. So, he could tell them to lie or to cover it up if he really wanted to. Tricky LeBron James. Yes, and so it's all, I mean, it's wild <laughs> shit to be like, they swapped out the brains. But I guess if anyone would do it, it would be like the Naval Hospital who's reporting up to the president. And there's plenty of plans because obviously this is like an assassination that you didn't just decide to fucking do one day. Like, yeah, you've got brains ready to go. Right. Well, I guess they probably just had like a morgue downstairs, you know, and they were like, well, grab one. (laughs) Let me just grab grab a brain out of the brain pile here at the morgue. Yeah. And then... (laughs) Some of the other question about the gunmen comes up with, was Oswald a good enough shot that he could have fired three shots and taken out JFK and this other guy killed him from a distance, right? Yeah, because the car is moving, so. Right. He is confirmed to be, like, a somewhat good shot. They use kind of a grading system in the military. And he's he wasn't at the, like, top, top level that I think they call, like, marksman or whatever. But he did pretty mm-hmm. well. Like he was a he was a good shot. He could aim and fire, right? Um, but not the highest designation. And especially when you're taking into account how quickly he would be expected to go through the different bullets, right? The right. speed is part of it. Yeah. Um there were a number of people who said that his gun itself sucked, right? That like his gun wasn't some high grade military weapon. Right, right. So even if he was a really good shot, that can affect your aim. And then there were some people who were like, eh, he wasn't that good a shot. But I don't trust men and their testosterone. (laughs) Um, And we do have numbers. There was like a grading scale where it's like, he can aim, you know. Um, No reconstruction has ever been done to duplicate the full thing, which I think is really weird. Like, if you have all these questions about well, with this gun, could I fire this many bullets in this many seconds at this angle? Try it, but no one's ever done that in full. Right. They've done parts of it, but I'm like, I don't know. I feel like you should set the whole thing back up. I would watch that reality show. Oh my god, yeah. Um, um did you ever watch Bones? I did not. There was an episode where like basically what she does is like she does she's like a forensic um analyst of like bones specifically obviously Mm -hmm. that's bones right um and they have this like they work for i don't know they work for like a government institute in dc and like one episode they come in and they're like we need to know how this body how this person died and it like kind of hints that it's jfk's body and it's like pretty cool nice yeah um obviously the reason like multiple gunmen matter is because 
people would use that to prove some of the stuff you were talking about, right? That there's like an organization mm -hmm. behind it or something like that. So even though the Warren Commission says Oswald acted alone, the idea that he was part of a counterintelligence op operation or something like that would mean others were involved. And so it's not that like conspiracy theorists super care, like, no, he was killed by two bullets and that's the be all end all. Like, mm -hmm. how he died or was shot doesn't really matter. It's that it proves these, like, larger conspiracies if there's multiple people in on it and he's the fall man. Right. Um, And there is that thing where he said he was just a patsy, which is very, like, following orders someone told me to. Yeah. Um, but so multiple gunmen is one of the, like, really big things that comes up and it gets really into the medical details a lot because it's basically saying that, like, the shots couldn't have just been the two from behind. There had mm -hmm. to be someone else somewhere that no one ever caught. Right. Yeah. And so that is the multiple gunmen. Damn. Well, this next one is the um, Cuban government. So basically, back to the Warren Commission, which stated that it had investigated dozens of allegations of conspiratorial contact between Oswald and agents of the Cuban government. Uh, basically said there's no evidence of Cuban involvement in the assassination. Uh, the House Select Committee on Assassinations also wrote, quote, the committee believes on the basis of the evidence available to it that the Cuban government was not involved in the assassination of President Kennedy. However, there's a lot of conspiracy theorists that continue to allege that Castro did order the assassination of Kennedy in retaliation for the CIA's previous attempts to assassinate him. So, like, got you first. Um mm -hmm. The main story in this genre of conspiracy theories involves a woman named Claire Booth Luces, who was the woman, uh, who's the woman of, oh my God, mm -hmm. who is the, the wife of, <laughs> wow, the patriarchy has done me dirty, <laughs> um, who was the wife of the Time Life publisher, Henry Luce, and, or Luce, I don't know. Claire and her husband were basically this, like, part of this, like, elite prominent wealthy americans who were super anti-castro group so like they like privately funded like speedboat raids against cuba and shit because this just sounds like some fucking white people stuff to do in the 60s um so in 1975 claire said that on the night of the assassination she received a call from a member of a commando group that she had sponsored and the caller claimed that his name was something along the lines of Julio Fernandez and he claimed that he was calling her from New Orleans and supposedly he told her that Oswald had approached his group with an offer to help assassinate Castro and he claimed further that he and his associates eventually found out that Oswald was a communist and supporter of Castro so then Fernandez supposedly told Claire that like this newfound knowledge caused his group to keep a close eye on Oswald until Oswald suddenly came into money, went to Mexico City and then Dallas. And then finally, Fernandez told her, quote, there is a Cuban communist assassination team at large and Oswald was their hired gun. So like okay. he went to Mexico City, apparently spoke with like a Cuban communist person, whatever, member of the government, and then <laughs> showed back up in Dallas and then was hired to kill um, Kennedy on behalf of them. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Claire said that she told the caller to give this information to the FBI, uh, and then she would later reveal the details of the incident to the church committee and the HSCA. Both committees investigated the incident, but they were like, yeah, we don't have any real evidence to co corroborate any of the allegations that you just spoke of. Then on like a different note, 
LBJ had kind of gone on record to tell two different prominent television newsmen that he believed that JFK's assassination had been organized by Castro in retaliation for the CIA's efforts to kill him. Okay, Like sir. I said earlier. Yeah. So in October 1968, Johnson told veteran newsman Howard K. Smith of ABC that, quote, Kennedy was trying to get to Castro, but Castro got to him first, quote. Then in September of the following year, um, in an interview with Walter Cronkite, who was the newscaster that broke um, right. Kennedy's death uh, years earlier, Johnson said in regard to the assassination, quote, I could not honestly say that I've never that I've ever been completely relieved of the fact that there might have been international connections. And he referenced this like unnamed others. And, and then, then again, my dude, the Warren Commission was your thing. Right. I know. And then it's just, but then it's like, what if LBJ was involved, right? Like, this sounds like something a killer would fucking say. Yeah. So, and that's why, like, you know, in 79, a couple years, even after that, he told his former speechwriter that he never believed that Oswald acted alone. So, like, you knew that your committee was shit. You knew that, like, there wasn't enough investigation done, which just makes you even more sus, in my opinion. Agreed. Um, But when, Fidel Castro was asked about Ooh. his involvement. Uh, in 1977, he was interviewed by a man, by a newsman, Bill Moyers, and Castro denied any involvement. He was like, it would have been absolute insanity by Cuba. It would it would have been a provocation. Needless to say, it would have been to run the risk that our country would have been destroyed by the United States. Nobody who's not insane could have thought about killing Kennedy in retaliation. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, he basically says like, "No, we're not fucking stupid. We wouldn't kill the president of the United States yeah. because we would be wrecked." But Fair. you know, that's uh, that's the Cuban government conspiracy theory. Yes. Okay. I have a very short one. Literally, like I could only find two sentences on it. Yeah. But it's still my favorite because it's that there was a shadow government. Oh, my God. And so basically the idea is there was a secret government, a shadow government operating made up of mostly um, wealthy, like industrialists and business people and right wing politicians. Mm -hmm. So the current senators from the GOP. So lizard people got it. Lizard people. And so they ordered the assassination of Kennedy. Uh And one of the kind of reasons given was that. After Kennedy died, there was a number of policy reversals that happened under LBJ and like subsequent administrations. Okay. That escalated the US's involvement in Vietnam. Oh. Okay. Which the right wing and the yeah. the rich people had an investment in whatever the fuck we were doing in Vietnam. Which is true because LBJ was yes. very exactly more much more allowed- extreme. Right. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that they killed Kennedy to get LBJ in there so that we could go fuck up Vietnam. Um, That's literally all I can find on this. Like nothing about why that's a shadow government and not just an off group of people. Like (laughs) nothing like that. Um, But it was important for me to include the shadow government theory because I loved it. Yeah. No, that's totally fair. Yeah. Um, What's the next one we have? Um, So. Oh. I Me. have L- yeah yeah you right? have decoy, yeah. yeah you have decoy stuff and then I have LBJ and then we have stupid shit. Yeah, so I just want to say that when I picked this one, I for some reason um thought it said horse. <laughs> so 
know. So, like, I thought I was, I'm going to cry because I'm so embarrassed. I thought it was <laughs> a decoy horse. Yeah, like I thought like the Trojan like, War. Yeah, no, I thought it was like somebody switched out the horse that carted Kennedy's body. Oh my god, a decoy through horse. Washington. No, and then like, after I did the research, hearse, everybody. And then after I read it, I was like, "So the disappointed." Fuck was the horse? Yeah, and, and then you I was like, specifically ask for this one when we were like I... divvying them up. You were like, uh, "The decoy one sounds fun," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah. sure." You're like, "Okay," because I thought it was like, like, like a hearse switcheroo, uh-huh, but like uh-huh. the horse was. <sighs> okay, okay, I'm just like I'm not well. Okay, so <laughs> I'm unwell. Um, an- <laughs> another author and conspiracy theorist named David Lifton presented a scenario in which conspirators on Air Force One removed Kennedy's body from its original bronze casket and placed it in a shipping casket while en route from Dallas to Washington. Okay. So, like, once the presidential plane arrived at Andrews Air Force Base, um, the shipping casket with the president's body in it was surreptitiously taken by helicopter from the side of the plane that wasn't in the television camera's view, and the body was then taken to an unknown location, unknown location, most likely Walter Reed Army Medical Center, to surgically alter the body to make it appear that he was shot only from the rear. Part of this, it's kind of fucked up, but part of this theory comes from a House Select Committee on Assassinations report of an interview of Lieutenant Richard Lipsy on such a cool fucking name on january 18th 1978 and according to the report lieutenant lipsy said that he and general Welle, whale whatever the fuck a general had met president kennedy's body at andrews air force base and lipsy quote placed the casket in a hearse to be transported to bethesda naval hospital lipsy mentioned that he and w man then <laughs> flew by helicopter to bethesda and took the body of JFK into the back of Bethesda. Lipsy said that, quote, a decoy hearse <laughs> had been driven to the front, quote, with his mention of this decoy hearse, he theorized, Lifton theorized that the casket had been removed by Lipsy from Air Force One, but it was also a decoy and it was also likely empty. Okay. Um, one of the major witnesses who supported Lifton's theory was a laboratory technologist, Paul O'Connor, who believes that somewhere between Parkland and Bethesda, the president's body was made to appear as if it had been shot only from the rear. And O'Connor said that the president's body arrived at Bethesda inside a body bag in a cheap shipping type of casket, which differed from the description of the ornamental bronze casket and sheet that the body had been wrapped in at the Parkland hospital. So the, the casket that they took from somewhere um they said it looked completely different um and o'connor also said that the brain had already been removed by the time it got to bethesda and that there were quote just little pieces of brain matter left inside the skull so when you said the replacement of the brain thing yeah that's actually what made me think of that because like the brain his brain was missing or not missing it had been taken out already by the time that he got to bethesda for the official autopsy okay so yeah, uh, disappointed. No decoy horse. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sorry. It's all right. <laughs> I just didn't realize why I was so disappointed until. That's fair. I almost think right now when I was like, "Why was I so sad?" and I was like, "Oh, yeah." I thought it said horse. Yeah. 
So my last one is LBJ did it, organized it. Um, <laughs> literally a poll in 2003 showed that 20% of Americans believed LBJ was involved. That's amazing. <laughs> so this is like a, a real one, not real, but like right. widespread. Um, so the big thing here is that there was a lot of talk and risk that LBJ was going to be dropped from the Democratic ticket in 1964. Mm. I also noted it's wild to think about, like, our election cycles are so long now. Like, in November of 1963, you know who's on your ticket. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but there were some quotes from Kennedy allegedly going around that LBJ was going to be dropped. They disagreed on a number of things. They well, were... LBJ was, like, way more moderate yeah, to conservative. Yeah, they were not, like, BFF on the same page all the time. Mm-hmm. He was kind of not known, but, like, considered to not really like the Kennedy family very much mm. um, as a whole. And so there was this very real possibility he was going to be dropped from the ticket. Um, And that's basically the, like, motivation that's given for this is he would be president if JFK died, obviously, and he didn't want to lose his spot as vice president. There's a few people that kind of try and corroborate this. One of them is Jack Ruby, allegedly, there's some letters from Jack Ruby that blame LBJ. But I'm also like, I have some questions because A, why would Jack Ruby know that? Right. B, then why'd you shoot Lee Harvey Oswald and not LBJ? <laughs> like, I- I'm unclear on that, but apparently some letters say that. But the more reliable-ish, not really one, is a woman named Madeline Brown who had alleged she was Johnson's mistress for a period of time. Mm. She also, when she came out and said that, um, alleged that he had been plotting to kill Kennedy while they were together. Okay. She said that he'd been planning it as early as 1960, which was three years in advance, which is basically saying as soon as he got in office. Right. Right. That he was like, well, I'm just going to kill him and and take over. She never presented any very good evidence of this. But she was a person who's believed to have had a personal connection to Johnson. And yeah. Um, there's also a doctor who was at Parkland Hospital at the time. Um, Dr. Crenshaw. And so he was attending to Oswald. Right. So this was after Oswald was shot by Jack Ruby. Okay. He's also there for JFK. He's just like has all the good shifts, you know. Yeah, and yeah. So he's there for Oswald. You got to get real fucking lucky to draw that straw. Right? And so he claims that he answers the phone and it's a telephone call from Lyndon B. Johnson. Um and that Johnson asked about Oswald, right? Like, "Hey, what's the status?" And then demanded <laughs> What's the story, Morning Glory? <laughs> right? And demanded, quote, a deathbed confession from the accused assassin. And so that he was, like, trying to get the doctors to get a confession and to pin it on Oswald, which is all kind of weird. But then you get to the Warren Commission, right, which was, again, like, very much like, how quickly can we say Oswald did this and he did it alone? Right. And yeah. I'm a little more sympathetic to it then, especially because he later is like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. It's very, like, O.J. Simpson, if I did it vibes. Oh, God. Right? Oh, I <laughs> fucking forgot about that. Like, oh, no. I can't believe that's a thing. Yeah, you can't ever forget that. Um, but yeah, it's so like that's... one of those things my brain wants to forget. 
Yeah, and so there's not a ton of, like, solid evidence. I think it's partially a way to delegitimize the Warren Commission, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, this sucked and LBJ demanded it and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but the idea would basically be to usurp power. Which is stupid because there was an election the next year he very well could have lost. You know, like, he had a year. He could have he lost had less than a year, technically, because... Well, no, because November to November... But yeah, but it was the end of November, yeah, so but like you don't it get was just under until January. Oh, true, true, true. That's right. We did do an episode mm-hmm. on that. <laughs> yeah, so so he'd get a few extra months in there, right? Right. Um, and like he was fine, but that seems like not a long time to kill someone over. Yeah. So, but then again, like they probably didn't. He- didn't he win again? I believe he did. Right. But so he didn't technically, know that. he would be the right. But he was the incumbent president technically. Yes, he was. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because he did win and go on to serve another term. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Okay. That's fun. Okay. Hit me with your stupid ones. Okay, so first one that has zero basis in absolutely anything. Okay. But it was the last one I saw and I fucking laughed for seven thousand hours. It was okay. so funny. Ted Cruz's father was involved. Oh yes, that is in the real... assassination. That was and I was like real. What the fuck kind of drugs am I on right now that I'm reading this? No, that's real. Turns out it's totally real. So not only is Ted Cruz's fucking Zodiac killer, but his father was also involved in killing Kennedy. And the only basis for this is when Trump was running against him to have the ticket yep. for the 2016 election. Yep. He just like <laughs> he, just, he just started randomly like shitting on Ted Cruz's father mm-hmm. and was just like did you all know that Ted Cruz's father was friends with Lee Harvey Oswald and yep. like there's pictures of it and shit and so like it's just, I tried reading it, but his wording no. is so nonsensical that it's just fucking stupid that, like, it's just repeated over and over, like, how come no one's asking that question? It's <laughs> like, because it's fucking absurd, dude. So that was my favorite, literally had zero legitimacy to it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Let's see. Um, I have one that's literally just one line, but it's aliens killed him for knowing too much. Okay. Right? I feel like that's your classic conspiracy theory. Like the the government has access to information about aliens that we don't. Yeah. JFK I had mean, that access. He knew too much, and so the aliens came and killed him. I I get that. The end. <laughs> that's fair. Um, this next one I found was the Coca Cola theory. Yes. So this is a theory from the book Who Shot JFK? A Guide to the Major Conspiracy Theories by Bob Callahan and Mark Zingarelli. And they explore some of the most obscure theories, such as the Coca-Cola theory. In this theory, suggested by the editor of an organic gardening magazine, (laughs) Oswald killed JFK because of mental impairment that... That stemmed from an addiction to refined sugar, mm-hmm. as evidenced by his need for his favorite beverage immediately after the assassination. Mm-hmm. So apparently, I should have killed a lot of people by now because of my sugar addiction. Right? Um, turns out I'm doing really well considering I haven't assassinated anyone recently. 
um or ever <laughs> ever yeah i was gonna say how recently? but yeah how recently uh so that's the coca-cola theory okay. ridiculous so the next one i have is around um so it all roots back to the fact that he had a lot of affairs right that's like a thing about jfk yes so there's a couple versions of the murdered over an affair theory one is that jackie killed him like shot him in the car <laughs> <laughs> which is my favorite because like surely someone would have seen that or you could Dude, tell that would be video. the ultimate fucking episode of snapped though right holy shit wow so some people say jackie killed him herself um but there's also a related theory so okay <laughs> let's go with me here so oh, he God. had an affair with marilyn monroe right yes. marilyn monroe was married to joe dimaggio a, i think a baseball player some sports ball. yep mm-hmm. so this theory, some sports ball <laughs> yeah i don't know um i literally only know the name joe dimaggio because the hospital where i grew up is joe dimaggio children's hospital that's all i've got um and he was married to marilyn monroe so the theory is that joe dimaggio believed that marilyn monroe had been killed by jfk right so he ha- jfk ha- had marilyn monroe killed and joe so dimaggio joe- was okay. mad about it so he hired oswald to kill jfk okay. got it got it got it got it yeah, okay so it was for like a three seconds circular... i heard you say joe dimaggio killed marilyn monroe and i was like no. wait wait wait. but i realized you said jfk okay yeah he Lots believed jfk killed marilyn monroe so Fair. he hired lee harvey oswald to kill jfk well you know so that's the way the cookie crumbles yeah i mean he was having all those affairs every like that's a true thing so yeah um so either jackie did it or joe dimaggio did it maybe they were in on it together but basically i mean maybe that's what he got for being a fuck boy is that theory that's what you get for being a fuck boy um that's pretty good i mean the other ones i found were like um there was this guy so in jfk the second plot a book by matthew smith um it talks about this case of this guy named Roscoe White. And in 1990, Roscoe's son, Ricky, made this like public claim that his father, who was a Dallas police officer in 1963, was involved in killing um, Kennedy. And Roscoe's widow, Geneva, also claims that her husband, like before her husband's death in 71, he left a diary where he claimed that he was one of the marksmen who shot the president and that he killed J.D. Tippett, too. Okay. So it was like an inside job with the Dallas police force. Okay, why Which not? seems interesting, yeah. Um, I feel like there was one other super crazy one. I have one more. Which yes. Is, so I was, I was trying to find, because at first, another podcast I listened to kept talking about QAnon's obsession with JFK. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to find that. It turns out that's JFK Jr. that they're obsessed oh, with. Oh, got it, got right? it. Like they think his, they think JFK Jr. is Q. That's a whole other story. Huh. But it led me down a rabbit hole of JFK is still alive. Oh um, my god. Which there are a few people, but that seems to have died out mostly because even had he not been shot, he would not be alive right now. Right. Right. Like the chances he'd be alive at all are pretty slim. So people have given up on that. But I did find a book um, that a psychic wrote 
Oh. And I'm just going to read you the pitch of the book, like the little log line. That's all. I'm definitely going to go buy this book. I yeah, can't I wait think to it's this. called JFK is Alive. But the, the pitch... <laughs> Way to bury the lead. <laughs> right? Is John F. Kennedy is now coming through to channel information regarding the State of the Union. He is interested in healing our country by helping people face facts that, if not recognized and dealt with, will have disastrous consequences and continue our political decline. JFK wants us to wake up, recognize our political empowerment, and act for our universal betterment. So this bitch is literally just like, he's coming through me. I'm channeling him. Even though he's not dead, I'm channeling yes, him. Yes, exactly. Um, and the the... So that's like the little pitch. There's also a quote. The original thing is a quote attributed to JFK. That is, I am going to answer your questions regarding CIA involvement in my assassination. I will expose Bush family members what? who knew of my murder, planned my murder, and created cover-ups to hide the evidence. I will present a historical expose of the joint family powers that abide by the creed of greed, how these families unite in engaging in war for profit and how democracy is unraveled to create economic disaster. So again, this book is called JFK is still alive, but the pitch is about how he's dead and talking about his murder. What the fuck? Um, this is available on amazon.com. And it's 99 cents? No, it's $15. What? How, what kind it's, of reviews are there? Uh, are there stars? It has three stars. So it, has, so it has a five-star review, a three-star review, and a one-star review. Okay, so there's only three reviews, and all three of those reviews even out to be three stars. Yes, basically. Okay. So it's either I was like, like, holy shit. This makes sense and is fake and is stupid. Um, there's excellent, loved this book. And then there's um, this book highlighted how deep the corruption of the deep state goes. Fathers oh. kill sons because of greed. The CIA mm -hmm. is the deep state. Um, oh my god so yeah so that's available on amazon um it can be delivered well, by friday june 25th well you know what it it is uh it's prime day so maybe i can get a that, good deal on it that's true Jesus. oh my god what a fucking you know what, what? you know what that what? really inspires me to write my book because if yeah. i can fucking see that book get published then i sure as shit can get my book published that that is fair that should be a lesson to all of you that's a lesson to everybody that's the lesson i want to leave you with for the end of season two is if this psychic can get her book jfk is still alive about jfk's murder published then <laughs> you could do anything you fucking you do want anything yeah that's it I, I don't even have anything else to say i'm out no bye that's that's <laughs> it goodbye goodbye we'll see you next season sarah's gonna go have a baby and i'm gonna go do absolutely fucking nothing but write my book that I'm going to publish. Go. There we go. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, nerds. We'll be back sometime. I don't know. Yeah, whenever. Bye. When life isn't a fucking disaster. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Bye. <laughs> <laughs>Thank you for listening to What the History. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WTHistoryPod. If you'd like to email us, you can do that at WTHistoryPodcast at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear feedback or episode ideas or anything else you have to say. 
You can support us on Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash wthistorypodcast and get exclusive access to even more nerdy stuff. Don't forget to tune in every Thursday when new episodes are released, and we will see you next time.